Welcome back for another video. I just finished recording a podcast for official FPL and I figured while everything's fresh, may as well talk about some big lessons learned in recent game weeks and some transfer plans for game week 13. If you'd like to listen to the pod, I'll link in the description once it's live. Let's talk about Chelsea versus Man City first. Some big takeaways from this one. First of all, I have to say what a team Pochettino's gradually building. Huge credit to him for the culture he's creating. There's a massive difference between Chelsea last season and this one. It's noticeable in terms of attitude and the beliefs night and day. And they have gotten Kunku back after the break. Colwell should be back as well. So almost at full strength and their fixtures turned perfectly gimmick 16. Palmer took his fourth penalty of the season which he converted. At 5.1 mil he looks like an absolute gift. He is someone at the top of my watch list at the moment and I'm looking to bring him in around then. Haaland with a 16 pointer has really forced the question, if you're on no Haaland is it the time to bring him back in? If you can do it easily in one or two moves then yes, but if you're in minus 8 territory then it's probably not worth it versus Liverpool. They've got Spurs in game week 14 which is home again, Spurs are going to still be without Romero and Van de Ven centre back so it might be worth doing them. Lastly Jackson is back on the watch list, he actually had a good game and this season only Haaland's got higher XG across all players and positions. With Nkunku back, they could really hit the ground running game week 16. Nkunku and Jackson linked up really well in pre-season and he's been a huge miss. James got an assist. I'm not sure if I'm going to allow myself to fall into that trap again though. I owned him twice last season and both times he got injured. I can see myself buying Colwell from game week 16 though. Let's talk about Arsenal versus Burnley which ended 3-1 despite only 0.32 expected goals conceded for Arsenal. Unfortunately if you had any defender other than Saliba who did net for a 9-pointer. Gabriel still a great pick if you did go for him over Saliba or if you can't afford to bring him in. This season Arsenal were 13th for non-penalty expected goals which is surprisingly poor. Saka got the assist, Martinelli blanked and Erdegaard missed it again with injury. Trossard with a 13 pointer but I'd avoid him. And Ketia could start at any point and Jesus isn't far from returning from injury. Burnley undoubtedly a team to target whenever you can. They've got West Ham after the break so Bowen looks like an awesome pick for that one. This season Burnley have produced by far the most double digit hauls for their opponents. 11 double digit hauls coming from teams playing Burnley away and 4 coming from playing Burnley home. A quick look at the overall ranks and the thresholds needed to reach those ranks after game week 12. It's quite handy to look at this once in a while, so we include it in videos here and there. It helps to set targets for the next game week. So check how many points you're on at the moment and set a reasonable target for after the break. Still 26 game weeks to go, so tons of time to chip away rather than just going bold to look to move up faster. 18 points separates 3 mil from 2 mil. 23 points separates 2 mil from 1 mil. 18 points separates 1 mil to 500k. And 10 points separates 100k to 50k. Let's talk about Spurs. Is it time to sell Sun? At 86 minutes, they're 1 0 up against Wolves thanks to a Johnson goal. Sarabia comes on and he gets 1 goal, 1 assist. Madison obviously a big miss and he could be out till January. So, how much of a knock on effect is that going to have on Sun's output? He was dropping a lot deeper to collect the ball in the Wolves game. They're home to Villa in game week 13, so it's not terrible for that one, Villa have been leaking goals recently. You could consider a move to Bowen or Saka though, or in game week 13 Spurs have got Man City, though Sun does have a decent record against City. I tweeted before last game week's deadline that selling Sun for Saka seemed like a good opportunity. In the end it was just the assist from Saka, so 3 points gained there. Let us know in the comments if you think selling Sun's an opportunity or whether he's worth holding. Let's talk early captaincy thoughts. Game week 13 is looking tricky because Salah and Haaland face one another. They actually scored the same points game week 12 of 16. Haaland does have the home fixture though next game week. Watkins is a fair shout given Spurs are missing their two main centre backs. It could wreak havoc there and it's probably going to be Davies and Dyer in centre back. 
Bowen does have Burnley though, which as we mentioned is a fixture that's produced 11 double digit hauls this season, more than any fixture. Let's have a look at who's got the best and worst fixtures. I've sorted the fixture ticker by difficulty, easiest to most difficult for the next 8 game weeks. Burnley are top, then it's followed by Bournemouth, Brentford, West Ham and then Newcastle. Burnley there's no one that really stands out, but Solanke with a brace against Newcastle looks like a great transfer for Gameweek 13 against Sheffield United next, he's only 6.4 mil. Mbumo is in my transfer plans which I'll talk about straight after this. Bowen could be an amazing sun replacement and he frees up about 2.5 mil, but alarmingly Aston Villa are rock bottom of the fixture ticker. 13 home wins on the bounce for Villa which is the longest run since 1983, but the next two home games are Man City and then Arsenal in Gameweek 15 and 16. Villa are a tricky one because in Gameweek 18 they're home to Sheffield United which is perfect for the blank game week. So it was Newcastle who Solanke got the brace against. In a bit of an injury crisis at the moment Newcastle, Albron went off injured as well which makes as many as 12 players injured. They only racked up 0.49 expected goals which was third worst in Gameweek 12, zero big chances. At the other end of the pitch they also conceded 19 shots, 15 in the box which was the most in Gameweek 12. Is it time to sell Trippier? They were 5th on the fixture ticker for the next 8 game weeks, so it's not an easy sell. Hall started in left back with Burn injured, Livermento was benched. That's good in the sense that Trippier at least started in right back in his natural position, but there is still a chance that Livermento comes in at right back and Trippier moves to left back. With Burn, Botman, and many other injured, what's the tipping point where it's worth selling Trippier? If you can put the money to good use, it's something to weigh up. For a bit of fun, I've cherry picked a couple of unique FPL teams. Disaster of the week goes to this team with a score of 24 points which was a red arrow from 4.7k to 228k. To add salt in the wound though, they sold Haaland for Wilson and they sold Jensen for Doku. Very bold though to be running with both no Haaland and no Salah. Were they unlucky or would you say they are lucky to have made it top 10k in the first place? The other unique team I found is Fox11 who's currently 578 from the world. They used their bench boost in Gameweek 1 and that's the only thing they've done with their team all season. Not a single transfer made, captaincy on Haaland for all 12 game weeks and no bench changes. Unbelievably impressive rank given zero transfers made and on top of that their midfield has Rodri, McGinn and Schlupp. They don't have a shout of winning the whole thing if they decide to step in and make some transfers here. Or maybe they shouldn't given how well they're doing. Looking at my team quickly, 88 points in Gameweek 12 which was actually a big green arrow, almost half my rank so I'm about 700k now. The two transfers made came in clutch. Finally hitting some form with the transfers. Simicass and Saka joined the team in Gameweek 10 who have done pretty well and Maguire and Saliba joined in Gameweek 12 for the injured Botman and Burn, and they both returned. Obviously Simicass on the bench a bit of a disaster. Don't beat yourself up if you sold or benched him. We didn't know that Gomez was out injured, Klopp didn't tell us that before the game so all the signs pointed towards a potential benching after a poor showing in the Europa League. Many of us also had good options to play instead of him, in my case it was Maguire who I at least knew would start whereas Simicast felt like a risk. Just one of those things, look at the decision making not the outcome. Harlan's Hall was actually a perfect end to the weekend as a captainer, it was actually my birthday on Sunday so that was a nice gift so to speak. It was a tense wait after the Salah 16 pointer though, I wasn't actually expecting Harland to match him but that's exactly what happened, so in the end dead even between the Harland and Salah captainers. Salah the first player to pass 100 points this season, Harland's on 96. Salah's actually enjoying his second best ever start to an FPL season. It's a shame in some senses that he's got AFCON because he would have otherwise had a serious run at breaking his 303 point record. If he were to maintain current pace he'd finish on 319 points without AFCON. Anyway, this is how the team looks for Gameweek 13. It's looking like a bit of a tricky week with a lot of our players facing one another. 
A lot of Mbumo owners with an Arsenal defender, and a lot of us have got Spurs and Villa players who are against one another. And likewise, Liverpool and Man City. I actually think this is a great fixture for both sides, Liverpool v City. More often than not, it's a high scoring fixture when they face one another. Since the 17-18 season, Salah's got 7 goals and 3 assists in 12 games, so 10 returns in 12. In those 12 games, there's been an average of 3.7 goals per match. So I'm not looking at it as a hard fixture for either play in that sense, despite the red fixture ticker colour. I'm also looking at Villa vs Spurs in the same way. Both teams play over high lines, so there's going to be a lot of room in behind, which will suit both sides. And Spurs without their primary centre-backs could mean opportunities for Villa, especially Watkins. In terms of transfer plans, I've got nothing in the bank, and one definite transfer I'll be making is Diaby to Mbumo in Gameweek 14, and Brentford play Luton. Annoyingly, I'm 0.1 mil short of that move, unfortunately, so the transfer path looks pretty laid out. Either roll and then make two transfers in Gameweek 14, or sell cash for Gabriel his way to Brentford next Gameweek. Cash to Gabriel feels a little bit sideways at best, though. Cash has been disappointing, but he's actually come close to attacking returns a few times recently. He took two shots on goal versus Fulham. He set up a big chance for Watkins a couple of game weeks back. Any surprise injuries over the break could change the plans, but for now that's the plan. Either roll or sell cash for Gabriel. You could make the case for benching Gordon for Archer. I'm going to weigh that one up, but for now I quite like Gordon. Newcastle should have a few players back after the break, and I'm expecting a bit of a bounce, and it is a home fixture. Let me know in the comments how you got on. If you enjoyed this video, hit like to support the channel. Enjoy the break and see you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.